0: Hello and welcome to Conversations Across the Pond with Angel and Nicola. I'm Nicola and we're just two friends from different continents who connected online and as kindred spirits, even though we agree to disagree on some topics. Join us for no-holds-barred conversations as we demonstrate that you don't have to agree on everything but can still be friends. There we go. So we are live. So today, we've decided we're going to talk about what if life was more about how people serve, as opposed to trying to create profit driven goals all the time. Mm
1: -hmm. So yes, okay, so let's, you and I just talked about this a little bit before we started, but let's go back so that it's in the recording. I, I just wanted to say that When this topic came up in the last episode, you mentioned it and I could tell that you were kind of fired up about the idea of it. And I felt like a clenching in my body. Like I felt a tightening inside my body and I was like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't wanna talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) And so I kind of was just like, okay, let's just wait and see. And then it was one of the notes and then it turns out this is one of the things that you're still really feeling strongly about. And so I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's just, you know, this is something that I'm having a reaction to. You're having a reaction to, and it sounds like our reactions are kind of polar opposites at this point. Mm-hmm. So I thought it might be interesting to just let's dig in and see see what we're talking about here. You know, see what what's underneath it. So tell, So
0: tell me why you had a reaction then. Why did it sort of
1: have that reaction with you? I think I think it's two things for me. I think the first thing is that when I hear that word serve in this context, it feels to me, I don't know, this is so weird, but all I heard like internally was I was kind of taken back to my childhood and um, when kind of Christianity was forced upon me for most of my youth and what I learned with that and how it all just felt, um, what's the word? Oh, I hate that. I can't think of the word. I felt like, um, almost like you're being forced to be small and be less than what you are. Like, t- to hide your light. Do you know what I mean? Right. In order to serve other... And isn't it funny how we have all of these connotations associated with different words? Yeah. Things that... Yeah. So that's, that's the first thing that came up for me. And that's, I think, when my body felt all kinds of clenchy is because it took me back to these um, these things from my youth and, and religion, which I'm not a part of anymore. And it just felt like it was something meant to make me feel smaller than I already do. And that was hard, that was challenging. And then the other thing is that I've been doing a lot of work lately about my own personal money beliefs and my beliefs and my own worthiness and my inherent value and all of this. And I really want my business to support my family. I really want my business to make a profit and be, you know, this force for good in the world and all of this. And I immediately went to, if I'm only trying to serve other people and I'm not aiming to make a profit, how am I gonna take care of my family? How am I gonna support my family? Do you know what I mean? So those are the two big things that I immediately just felt like kind of being squished into a box in a way does that make sense mm.
0: and that's really interesting because um you said that the word serve has connotations of being less than and hiding your light mm-hmm. for me it's completely the opposite i mean serves probably not the best word um but if you think of being of service the the way i think of it is and again you know it's coming back to this whole idea of essence the more we're true to ourselves and we connect to this inner light and we can actually use what that brings to us. So usually it makes us more aware of who we are, what we're good at, what it is that we're here to do. And then we can actually use all that information to help the people that we're here to help so it was more about actually really connecting within to your light and to your truth and to your essence and sharing that in a way that helps others um so it it's almost like the complete opposite of yeah the way you've looked at it but and it's not to say that's easy i don't find it easy um and this kind of taps into what we're going to talk about on another occasion about this dream life that you want and it's not always that easy to live it yes. um and you know connecting to our truth is not always that easy so um yeah that was sort of how I'd thought of that and the the premise of the whole um discussion for me was about instead of having all these big corporate um, businesses these conglomerates that are making obscene amounts of money in profits and each year they want to make more and more profit it was about well say let's take um, electricity companies for example what if they provided the service they provided the electricity so that everybody could have heat and light But they didn't do it in order to keep paying more money to their shareholders and to make more profits, but to actually provide a service for the benefit of the people and at a cost that people could afford. I know there are other factors like, you know, global prices of energy and all that sort of stuff, but at a simplistic level, I was sort of thinking, what if, you know, people started focusing on being of service to their customers in a genuine way instead of having the underlying thing is just let's make as much money as we can
1: Mm -hmm. see now when you talk about it that way it completely shifts my perspective so i guess for me there's um there's some kind of line between well let me just step back really quickly so obviously i've already said that i i already have issues around self-worth and um you know self-confidence and valuing myself and all of that so clearly that's going to have an impact on my uh, my beliefs and my stories and my opinions about this particular topic right so i'll just i just want to acknowledge that up front yeah. and then secondly i think it's really interesting because yesterday yesterday or Saturday, sometime over the past weekend, I saw something, I don't even remember, it was an ad or something. And it made me think of you, and it made me think of this topic because it was, like it was an electric company or something talking about, maybe it was an article I read. It was something talking about um, the, the power power industry or however, I don't even know how you would say that. but And I kept thinking like, oh I think maybe it was something about solar or something no it was something about the potential for free energy yeah and I kept thinking like sincerely like honestly why do we not have free energy at this point it's entirely possible it's you know for fuck's sake I mean Tesla was working on it yeah
0: T- Tesla created it yeah.
1: That free- yeah
0: free energy is available it's just there's no money in it, so Exactly has been squashed and exactly um, you know it's not available. Years and years ago, my dad used to go and visit um, petroleum companies as part of his jobs, and I remember him telling me that he'd been in the lab at some place or other, and um, you know they were talking about petrol and all that sort of stuff, and they had a conversation about what happens if the petrol runs out. And they said, oh, gosh, we've got so many patents here for all sorts of different fuel and free fuel and different, you know, fuel made out of water and all sorts of stuff. But they said, we, you know, they're just sort of shelved um, because either there's no money in it or they bought the patents to prevent somebody else getting into their turf so he said you know this there are so many possibilities that are just
1: squashed yeah see and that's <laughs> that's why i get i get a little fired up and i get a little pissed off at humanity and and see again not to beat a dead horse which probably is one of the worst phrases ever but um what i talked about last time the whole idea of you know laws don't change people yeah consciousness changes people and so every time I really get into a topic like this that kind of fires me up and makes me angry I go back to that because I really do believe that it takes each of us changing our own consciousness and working on that and working with that in order for that to kind of spread and I I really do I do 100% believe that that is the thing that's gonna
0: unquote save us yeah oh yeah I'm absolutely with you I, I think that is shifting people's mindsets um is is the key to everything um and you know I think it's starting to happen to a degree and I think you know as consciousness evolves and um frequency changes more and more people get pulled along with that but yeah, I, I believe that is the key to so much. And it's, it's making a huge shift away from this whole, um, well, we call it the, the industrial military complex, which is all mm-hmm. about, you know, that's all about profit and money and commerce. And it's, it's shifting away. It's going to require an enormous change in mindset if we're going to achieve that but it's it kind of ties in with this it's like what if everybody had what they needed and not necessarily what you want but what you need um and things like you know water and um heating and lighting that was kind of made available to everybody because that's what you need and it's what the planet helps provide for us um and yeah, I'll caveat this. My view is very simplistic, and you know that's how I think. Um, but I just think that you know there's a completely different path that we could take, but shifting from what we've done for the past hundred or so years is a big ask, I suppose, for a lot of people
1: mm-hmm. yeah, in fact, one of the things I was thinking about this morning before um we connected was. Because I did start to think about, okay, what might, what might the world look like if we all had, as you just said, what we need, not necessarily what you, what we want, but what we need. And then more directly for me, what would my life look like? Like what would change right now if I had what I need and not more? And part of me shut down. Part of me was just like, no, I don't want that. I I want to have my computer. I want to have my phone. I want to have you know, my dog and my craft supplies and my fuzzy blankets. You know what I mean? My mm-hmm. mind just automatically goes to all of these things that really are extras and and thinking, "No, I don't want to lose those things." And then the second thing was um who gets to say? Like who gets to say what is enough for everybody else? Yeah. And I automatically push back with anybody getting to say that what's enough for me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like my inner rebel comes up and it's just like, no, no, you don't get to tell me what's, what's enough for me. Now I understand too, from another perspective that, you know, we need food, shelter, water to survive. Like we need, we need a certain base set of things that I think probably everybody can agree on. And that's true and I still I still have that thing of like no, I don't want I don't want some government official telling me what I can and can't have or anyone for that matter. So, yeah, I push back on that. And I don't know but at the same time, I will admit that I recognize that many of us and when I I'm, I'm saying that I, I speak of western culture in particular, the US even more specifically we have too much Mm -hmm. we do you know (laughs) and still want more yeah and i don't know where the line is with that and i don't know how we willingly release that idea and that mindset Mm. but what if you could
0: what if having what you need still included i mean i love my computer i love my tech as well and what if there were different avenues to go down with technology that were more um in keeping with sustaining the planet and what what if the technology was actually better than what we've got now because a lot of these things that are being suppressed were actually made available to us, and we we could actually have far better technology than what we're using at this moment. So I don't know. I think there's. I I, I can I completely understand what you're saying, and yeah, I mean, who makes the decision? Um, what if we all made the decision? What if we were all really living in alignment with our truth and we made the decision from that perspective and you know this this also comes back to the the whole topic of oneness as well and understanding our connection to everybody so you know you you have what you need but you also see that other people have needs um and you all want to make sure everybody thrives as well i mean i don't know what it looks like i'm just talking off the top of my head but Mm -hmm. it's i think it's such if this if this happens and if we shift so much it will look so dramatically different to how we live now that we probably at this point can't really conceive of what it would look like in reality yeah but, yeah, um, but I, I, I wanted to say as well you know what you said about money and self-worth and self-confidence and value I, I mean I completely agree with you I have very similar issues and um, it's it's very easy to sort of say well this is how I want my life to be and this is what I want my life to look like but then You've also got these things underpinning it that um, create all these doubts and how can you, um, you know, how can you sustain your family um, if we moved away from the way we live now? Um, And I tend to default into thinking about things the way they are now and not necessarily how they could potentially be. And so I, I get stuck with it as well. Um, and yeah, I, I have a lot of self talk about worthiness and, um,
1: value as well. Yeah. Well, and that makes me think about the whole thing of, like with advertisements, right? I've, my husband had a friend years ago who, um, he was going to school, I don't remember what his, his major degree was supposed to be in, but he was taking basically like marketing and advertising classes. And he shared with us a little bit about what he was learning in one of these particular classes. And they were literally teaching, and this is just a normal college. This is just a normal school. <laughs> they were literally teaching the psychology behind like what it takes to get a consumer, which Mm -hmm. I hate that word also, to buy something that they don't need. Right. And, you know, we've all heard the stories of, um, how color is used and how, you know, the, the, the placing on the shelves within a particular store is used and things like that. But he was even talking about how our, insecurities are used and our beliefs about ourselves are used against us. And I think he actually dropped out of school at that point. I think he just didn't go back because he was so disgusted by the whole thing. And frankly, I was too. And, you know, I think that, again, (laughs) I'm going to keep saying it, but that's one of those things that we have to change how we we have to change our mindset. We have to change our consciousness, our beliefs about ourselves, our beliefs about other people, about the world and how things work. And then we don't necessarily feed into the current system. Do you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. we can start shifting. And I think at that point, other potentialities, other possibilities can become available. But I think as long as we're kind of stuck in these stories and we're allowing uh, advertisements to get to us in that way and, and not being aware of it on some level, it's much harder. Like you said, it's much harder to see some of these other possibilities rather than seeing what's right in front of us right now.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think you have to detach yourself from it as well. I think you know, as you sort of look at these topics and think about them more and you come across information like that about the whole science of selling and marketing, and you become more aware of the impact on you, you can start cutting things out. I mean, I've said to you, we don't we don't have a TV license. We don't watch um, what I call terrestrial television. Um, you know, we very rarely see adverts at all so um, in many ways, I have no idea what, um, you know, the latest Android phone is or um, what, what you know, some companies brought out recently. I, I'm just not even aware of it anymore. And I found that has really helped. Um, you know, it sort of detached me from that whole commercialism and if i go shopping it's just because i need something or there's something specific i'm looking for but i think you know people gradually detach from all of that um, and start switching off some of these channels that are promoting stuff you start changing people's mindsets but equally you know, if um, like this guy who was doing the course, if they've got a course on how can you use psychology almost to encourage people to buy, what mm-hmm. about if you use psychology to encourage people to change their mindset and live in a different way?
1: Mm. Yeah, a class like that sounds good to me. I mean, I think about You know what I mean well I mean it it sounds good to me I'm not sure that it would be something that the the current cultural paradigm would necessarily support Mm. do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I don't know not to say that it's not available out there in some places just um yeah I don't know but I think too about like the minimalists for example and um oh there's all kinds of people that talk about it but and a lot of the there are a lot of people that i have known over the years who see that and just kind of like me have that automatic pushback of i like my stuff i don't want to get rid of my stuff i don't want to have less stuff you know how do you how do you address something like that do you think
0: gosh um that's an interesting question um let me just have a think about this one how do you change that
1: because i can see trying to change from younger people who haven't necessarily been indoctrinated for the same amount of time and that kind of thing but what about people like us
0: Mm.
1: who you know i mean because there's sometimes i'll tell you I look around my house and in fact, I was working on my collage journal the other day and I love it, I love doing it. I enjoy the creativity of it. I enjoy the tactile feel of the, you know, the different papers and the bits of lace and, you know, the stamps and all these things that I have that I can play with, the, the inks and the paints. And at the very same time, I looked at my stash, which takes up a small closet in our house. <laughs> like legitimately does and I was like this is ridiculous this is ridiculous now if I was somebody that kind of got into that every day and did it every day that might be one thing but it's not even it's just kind of fun every now and then do you know what Uh, I mean and so I was just like that's just freaking ridiculous I just need to get rid of this shit and have the space but then there's a part of me that's like oh don't do that (laughs) So what what makes you want
0: to hold on to it even though you might not use it?
1: Um, well I think for me it's a couple different things. I think one of the things is I, I have a little bit of a hoarding thing because I I when I was very young, we didn't we didn't have anything. Mm. And, you know, with my biological mother and my brother and myself. We didn't have stuff. We we barely had enough You know, like, we were doing good to have a warm coat in the winter kind of thing, secondhand. We didn't always have enough food. We didn't always have enough of anything. And so now that I'm older, I... There is a little bit of a panic inside of me of, oh, God, what if if something happens? What if... You know, so I do... Like, I, I have extra stuff in the pantry that will last just in case, you know we don't have the money to buy what we need in the future at some point, or we get sick or or whatever. Like I have a little bit of a hypervigilance thing going on. So for me, that's part of it wanting to have things kind of stocked up and available just in case. And then the other part of it is I crave beauty Mm -hmm. and I crave meaning and I crave creativity. And for me, all of these little bits and bobs of things that I can kind of put together and and potentially create something beautiful from represents that. And so I don't want to lose my chance at having that when I have it right now. I don't even know if that makes any sense, but that's kind of where I think about it.
0: So do you think that, you know, if we lived in a, say, a more mindful kind of culture and
1: society
0: that you would lose those sorts of things?
1: I don't know. I guess where my brain automatically goes is that I would have to personally give up a lot of my stuff. Right. And I don't know if that's even true, because I think really the point is, like you just said, to be more mindful of what we purchase moving forward, because then that trickles down. There's domino effect, right? Like if we're we're more mindful of what we're buying and what we're putting our money toward, these companies that are in some cases just creating pure junk, you know, Mm. plastic junk that's like one-time use and then it's thrown in a a landfill or whatever, they have less incentive to keep creating more junk. So maybe part of this is just where my own kind of habitual thinking goes and maybe that's not entirely accurate. (laughs) Shocker, (laughs) you know?
0: it's just interesting how you know just thinking about it where your head does go and um yeah trying to i try and work out sometimes what would life be like if you know i mean my one of my favorite ones is what would like life be like if we had no money and you know i mean like the whole planet money just went out of the equation um Mm. you know that's one of my favorite ones and um could we actually achieve that? Would it be in our best interests? Um, how, you know, what, how would our lives evolve? What would you do with the things that you currently own? Would you still own them? And, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, I, I think, for me, the, the challenge is that these, all these ideas and dreams that I have Until they're actually real, it's really hard to say what it would look like. It's all sort of hypothetical and um Yeah. You know, and I think ultimately in the world there's enough for everybody. Um you know, I mean sometimes I read stuff and it says that, you know, the resources on the planet are much more vast than what we imagine and that there's more than enough for everybody. And then I read stuff that says there's not enough for everybody. So I don't know. I mean, I choose to believe the one that says there's there are enough resources for everyone. Um, they're just not perhaps distributed terribly well at the minute. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think at, at sort of the root level, um, there there is enough on the planet for everybody and it's about not just surviving but the whole
1: thriving thing as well and i think that's the interesting that's the most for me that's the most interesting thing of this entire conversation is and i agree with you i do think that there's enough for everyone um if so many of us aren't taking so much more than our fair share really (laughs) You know, um, again, I know, I I really feel like, because in having this conversation with you, I'm seeing some of my own kind of, again, habitual beliefs and thoughts and ideas about some of these ideas. And so that makes me wonder, you know, what other people would have in terms of their own thoughts, beliefs, and ideas and does that automatically do their beliefs and their history and their experiences does that automatically shut them down to any of these ideas and concepts before they can even kind of dig into it and start it which you know is why I think that conversations like this are so interesting and so important because we can have these changes we could do it I just I don't think that it's possible I don't think it's doable when so many people are going to just automatically shut down the ideas before even really digging into them and considering them Mm. Yeah, which again just goes back to the whole consciousness thing
0: yeah well it does and I think that's really interesting and it's like people would rather stay in their comfort zone even though that comfort zone might not be that comfortable rather than have to shift into something that would potentially be a complete unknown yeah
1: yeah the unknown is always a fear yeah yeah
0: and you know i'm talking about all this stuff and it's not to say that you know i don't have beliefs that challenge me as well um i just you know i just like the idea of kind of creating this whole well the, the world how i'd like it to look and imagining what would that be like and how do you go about actually making that happen um because i do believe you can make it happen but what is the route that you would have to take to achieve that um you know and like you said you know with all these people who perhaps are not on this wavelength yet and um are very entrenched in the whole commercial and industrial kind of way of life and consumerism, um, you know, at what point do people move on from that and want something different?
1: I I don't know. I You know, I, since I was a teenager, I have always felt like... Meaning has always been a thing for me. It's always been kind of a, I guess it's probably one of my core values. Um, And so like I said, I think I said this last time, I I never really cared about the things that like, I never really cared about the big football games or the dance coming up or the, any of that. It just never, it just didn't even compute for me really. Mm -hmm. And um, because I always felt like I always kind of felt like I didn't belong in many ways, but because I was looking for something deeper, for something with more meaning. And none of the things that I was experiencing or seeing when I looked around me that other people were experiencing felt like it was giving any of that on any level. And I, I'm curious especially now with COVID and these past two years and everything that's happened politically and, and just all of it. I'm really curious if there's at least maybe a larger group of people who are starting to ask these same questions at this point, like what actually matters? Mm. Cause I think that I hope at least that that's one of those questions that can begin this larger shift in consciousness mm. like if we all started thinking about what really actually matters at the end of the day towards the end of our lives what actually has mattered what what like I have a newsletter coming out this Friday and I, I just I wrote it last night and I I kept thinking um like if I knew, that I was gonna die in a year. For example, what would I start thinking about now that I would most miss? And why would I not then, with that recognition, why would I not then start bringing more of that into my life now? Mm -hmm. And why do we not do that by default? Yeah. 'Cause it's sort of
0: it still feels even though you ask yourself that question, it still feels like it's sometime never. Yeah. And we, we still think we've got loads of time. I suppose it's like deadlines, isn't it? You know, it's do you do you leave it till the last minute to write that report or do you plan it and do it in a systematic way? Um mm-hmm. But yeah i don't know maybe we're just programmed that way to just live every day until you know you hit the crunch and then you've got to go right well i've got 12 months left to live and i need to decide how i want to live that now and actually it gives you the impetus to Mm -hmm. change how you're doing things but on on your other question about you know the impact of the last couple of years I do think that it is a catalyst, and it has been a pivotal moment for people to gain more awareness of their own lives. Um, and I think, you know, the I think certainly the initial lockdown it gave people a lot of time to step back and to start living a bit more slowly and in a more considered way. Um, spend time outside, that was a big one. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of people, although there seem to be quite a few people who want to kind of go back to what was normal, there are a lot of people who don't want to go back to that. And mm-hmm. they, you know, maybe they've had a think about the jobs that they do and they want to change it. I think there's a lot of people who have made shifts. Um, you know from things that i read and other posts that i read and that seems to be a theme i'm not saying it's everybody but i do think there's perhaps a bigger percentage of people are more conscious and more aware now
1: may it be so yeah yeah may it be so so i think tell me how you feel i feel like um this might be a good place to end this one and then pick up the next one with the, how do you actually live the life that you want to, that you want to live?
0: Yeah. And it kind of ties in, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've... yeah, yeah. That's what I was just thinking as you were
0: talking, I was like, oh, well yeah. that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we've gone a little bit off piste. Um, but I think it's, yeah, it's all connected with that original question about how do you serve versus just making profits. Um, but yeah, yeah, gosh, you've given me so much to think about.
1: That always happens for me when we talk. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no saying that we can't circle back to this topic, the, the profit versus serving Yeah. at some point in the future. And there's no saying, you know, like I said, I think a lot of these things that we've already talked about and the things that are on our list are all connected, like you said, anyway. So yeah. I suspect that some of these same topics may make an appearance in future episodes anyway. I'm sure, I'm sure. Which is perfect. Great.
0: Well, I shall stop the recording and uh, we'll be back again soon.
1: Great, thanks. Thanks so much for listening to Conversations Across the Pond with Angel and Nicola. I'm Angel and we are thrilled that you're along for the ride with us. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you're notified each time we publish a new one. This is a passion project for both of us. So to find us online, please go to agentlelife.co.uk to find Nicola and to rootedmystic.com to find Angel. Thanks again. We'll see you soon.